Welcome to the Mental Models Podcast. I'm George Baxter, and I'm a hedge fund manager for SaberPoint Capital Management. I'm Dan Krawczyk. I'm a neuroscientist and professor at the University of Texas at Dallas. And together we explore mental models. That is how we view the world and what the world gives us for feedback. It's not a brain in a jar. That's the gist. If you've been enjoying episodes of the Mental Models podcast, you'd likely enjoy reading Understanding Behavioral Bias, A Guide to Improving Financial Decision-Making. George and I co-authored this book, Merging Our Knowledge, to provide you with an authoritative guide where our money-related biases come from and also what we can do about them. Material from Understanding Behavioral Bias is now included within the legendary Harvard Case Studies content library. Harvard Case Studies is widely used across the worlds of finance and business, and it's recognized as being one of the top repositories of leading-edge financial content. The book is available in both print and Kindle versions on Amazon. So buy it, read it, and improve your process. Episodes 47 and 51 of the Mental Models podcast featured discussions about motivation and basic human values. Two of our most profound core values are benevolence and universalism, which have to do with enhancing society for those around us. If you enjoyed these episodes and want to learn more, we wanted to pass along information on a virtual one-hour talk called Compassion in Action, which is hosted by the UT Dallas Center for Brain Health. In this talk, I'll share information about how compassion works at the level of the brain and how we can increase it toward everyone's benefit. My co-presenter will be Bonnie Pittman, Director of Art and Science Innovation at the Center for Brain Health. Bonnie's the former director of the Dallas Museum of Art. She'll guide us in practical methods that we can use in our daily lives to increase compassion. This talk takes place virtually on September 17th, 2020 at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's free to access, and you can do so by registering at brainhealth.utdallas.edu. Go to the virtual Sips and Science tab, so grab your favorite beverage and join us to learn how to enhance your compassion during these unusual times. Okay, welcome back. Uh, today we're uh, going to do a podcast that will involve a lot of commentary about podcasting. Yes, so uh, Spotify has become a increasingly popular forum for podcasting. Traditionally, it's just been thought of as a streaming music service. It's the most popular streaming music service uh, with the most listeners around the world. And there have been a lot of questions about it as an investment or a company in terms of its market power and its ability to gain significant economics by simply providing a forum to play music for the record labels. And its main competitor is Apple. It's actually got about double the subscribers. Uh, not, not quite double, but, but a significant chunk above what Apple's doing. And Apple Music used to be iTunes, and uh, I think there have been a, a few issues there that uh, differentiate those two. Obviously, Apple has a variety of other businesses, uh, whereas Spotify, I think people thought of it as radio mostly. But it's hard to ignore how important podcasts are becoming at this point. Uh, it's, it's the year 2020. Something about the the ease of streaming, you know, we've just hit a point with, with internet bandwidth and Wi-Fi where that's all possible. I, I personally started listening to podcasts on commutes and uh, was doing so almost all the time. It, it basically replaced radio for me, just listening to podcasts off my phone while in the car. And uh, with COVID-19, this is I'm just not commuting. And so it hasn't really diminished the demand for podcasts, though. I have ended up listening to podcasts just uh, while doing another project around the house, for example. So I've kind of kept podcasting in my in my life. It has been a discussion as to whether Spotify has been a beneficiary or if they've actually uh, suffered some reduction in interest because you don't have that morning commute. 
But one thing that's particularly interesting for them with respect to podcasts is that you know the stock has done really well so far. In the second quarter, the stock was actually up 75% based off of uh, the exclusive podcasting rights that they've signed with Joe Rogan and uh, later Kim Kardashian. And the whole notion that they would be in the podcast space, they had promoted that before. They had done some acquisitions uh, in the space. And that was a narrative that has been present for well over a year. We actually wrote about it in our letter at SaberPoint, but it had not really captured people's imaginations. And what's fascinating about the Joe Rogan podcast is he's been doing this for quite a number of years longer than almost everyone else in the podcasting space. Uh, he, like Howard Stern, has proven that you can do two-hour podcasts that will be wildly successful. And I think in recent times, I've, I've observed his podcast, along with a few others, have almost become um, a replacement for a lot of the mainstream uh, media. So I think when people would be putting out a movie or a, a very uh, high-profile book deal, they would typically get on CBS and ABC and different uh, morning shows and so on. I've noticed a lot of those kinds of authors and uh, directors and actors are going on Rogan. You know, So it's become one of the major outlets for other kinds of media if you want to promote something. So that's definitely a sign of the times of how influential podcasting is. And it's really, it's amazing that um, you, know, you would have had short TV spots that last maybe two and a half minutes or five minutes. And this is, you know, up to two hours of, of just interviewing. And that's, uh, there is a real appetite for that. Yeah. Podcasting is interesting with so many things in the internet when it comes to the media. Uh, you can go with a very narrow subject, but very deep into that subject because there's a lot of different content that people are willing to provide. And uh, the opportunity that is provided for Spotify, if you think about Spotify's current business, which is mainly music streaming, they have people that are subscribers or people that uh, are, they're either paid subscribers or they, they'll, they're willing to take advertisement. There's not much money that they make off of the advertisement. They make a lot more off of paid subscription today. Uh, but the amount that advertisers have been willing to spend has been relatively low. If you think about it with respect to podcasts, per listener hour, the current amount that advertisers are willing to spend is less than one cent. Incredible. And if you think about radio, that's 11 cents. Okay. If you think about television, it tends to be about 14 cents. And then if you think about internet advertising, which can specialize and focus upon uh, specific users and give you more diagnostics and, and measurement of the efficacy of your advertisement. Those are about 23 cents. If you think about the nature associated with podcasting and the algorithms that Spotify is using, they know a lot about the people that are listening to these podcasts. They know what other podcasts they listen to. They know what type of music that they like to listen to. And then they can look at other people that have similar interests and know what those people like to listen to. And so it's very much like Facebook, where you have a lot of data associated with the listenership that can make it's a much more attractive advertising uh, platform. Because you can really target those specific people likely to be receptive. And you think about that relative to the music streaming business. The music streaming business, you end up having to share a lot of the royalties associated with what it is uh, that, uh, you know, the subscriptions that you're getting with the record labels. Here with podcasts, 
they have to share with, you know, whoever creates the podcast, but it's nowhere near the split that they'd have to make with the uh, record labels. Another thing that they've added, uh, and they're right now, they're kind of, they're, they're testing it in different markets, uh, is advertisement for new artists and for concerts uh, that are specifically tailored to the listener. And that's another area there where they can capture much higher margins than they can in their current existing business. So these these initiatives had been around, but the stock has kind of been a, a nothing burger, to, you know, so to speak, for the last two years until this quarter. Uh, having Joe Rogan getting signed and then Kim Kardashian, these are very significant personalities that have salience to them. You know, really, when people think of Kim Kardashian, that gives a lot of efficacy associated with this narrative. And you can see a path where they sign additional celebrities that really resonate with people so that Spotify becomes this hub of where it is you want to go to provide your podcast. And you end up with a network effect where you have more listeners of podcasts, which means that it's a more popular place to host. And then you have more hosts that then again bring more listeners. So you end up with this self-reinforcing effect on the business that allows them to get to a position where it'd be very difficult to displace them as the market leader. It's incredible how important fame is, a big name or two, and what they can do. Because it, I think you're right. It's it's not just getting Rogan and Kardashian. It's, it's now... Everybody kind of says, well, that's that's the industry standard and that's uh, the, the thing to chase. So um, it's a strong move. And uh, I feel like within uh, the, the current times, you know, podcasting almost re- replaces some of the, the going out to dinner or maybe going to a bar and having a discussion because a lot of the interview format podcasts tend to, you know, some of them are theme based, but something like the Joe Rogan experience is more like sitting down and having a conversation with someone and there's a real market for that. And it, it, it actually might be replacing some of the, with people doing, you know, less travel, more work from home, less opportunities to engage in those sorts of things. I wonder if podcasts, I mean, this may be like an accelerant to the popularity of the podcast. Yeah, we can always hope so. I mean, we certainly know that uh, with the mental models podcast that, uh, you know, Joe Rogan, he's not quite gotten to the level that we're at, but they're certainly, uh, they're certainly dying to sign us. Um, we'll be waiting for the, that call any second. I have my phone at the yes, ready. Yes. But uh, all kidding aside, it is interesting when you think about the stock performance and these developments, you know, even though this narrative was out there for a long time until they signed these names, uh, that's when it really started to form. And we noticed at, in our shop, we've been we've been long Spotify for a couple of years now. Uh, and it's been decent, but this year is really when it's shined. So when the stock managed to make an all-time high, and that was coincident with the signing of Kim Kardashian, we really should have pressed our bet, to be fair, because the psychology of shareholders, they have a narrative there that's been there for a while. There's a salient example or new credibility that's been added to that narrative. And because it's an all-time high, no one invested in that stock is unhappy. So the probability is that you're going to see more adoption of this narrative and it will be self-reinforced 
through reflexivity as more people pile into the stock uh, and the movement of the share price therefore reinforces the narrative itself. Right. And they already have the numbers, right? So it's so a huge listening listener numbers is, is key to this as well. Is there anything about their, their closest competitors that adds to this story? Um, something like Sirius Radio or Apple? So Sirius is not that much of a competitor. Yes, there are people that listen to Sirius, but it's not typically people look at other streaming. Sirius is much yeah. more like radio, right? You don't, you're not able to go back and listen to an individual show. But if you think about their streaming competitors, it would be Amazon and Apple that are their two primary competitors. And for both of those, streaming music is not their primary business. They're, you know, Apple has, of course, the iPhone and they have all the apps. Uh, they have uh, computers. They have, you know, Beats. They have, you know, all the various products that they sell. Their, their focus is not on streaming. And Amazon, of course, has the same story. Amazon has, you know, its Prime membership and then all the various products that it sells and it has movies and then it's also doing streaming. So if you think about all of the variants of businesses that they have, this is a pure play. So streaming is Spotify. That's the only thing they're focused on. And you could have made similar arguments about Netflix, right? Netflix just does Netflix. They just do streaming video. Uh, Amazon was seen as a possible competitor and HBO, uh, but they, those two just were not able to rise to the level. Uh, and arguably, Spotify has a better algorithm than everybody else does. They're just really able to make suggestions to you based upon what it is that you've listened to before that you may be interested in. Uh, and they're able to have a more intimate relationship with the consumer. That's the story. That's the bull story. The bear story would be that these other competitors like Apple and uh, Amazon could undercut Spotify uh, because they can subsidize the streaming business with all their other businesses. But the difficulty associated with that narrative is that Spotify is also in bed with the record labels and the record labels don't want cheaper prices. So you know, their, their partner who actually controls all the content uh, prefers to keep higher prices because that means that they capture more uh, of the economics. And a lot of them uh, have, it has not been long enough for them to forget what Apple did to uh, the CD industry uh, and to the music industry back when they introduced iTunes. Yeah. So there's not a lot of trust there. And then Amazon has never been known as being too friendly to its business partners. Uh, so I think at the end of the day, Spotify definitely has a place. And there is a lot of negotiations around them with the record labels. But I think that's a distraction. I think everybody's paying attention to that. And they don't kind of like AWS, Amazon Web Services were for Amazon. I think podcasts could be a real paradigm shift for Spotify. That the profitability associated with that business is, is going to be equal to, if not greater, than their current business. And uh, the same is true about the advertising that they're going to be able to roll out for different artists. Uh, and, you know, who knows how far that extends and wh where it goes beyond. That could also be possibly 
uh, and given the higher margin structure, they have very tight margins associated with streaming music because they have to split with the record labels. Uh, but the margins are better for podcasts and then better still for advertisement. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch what other major names uh, sign with them in the future. You'd imagine that you'll start to get some of that self-propagating cycle as it uh, becomes more successful and widely known. I'd like to think so. Um, and, you know, it also sets them up on something of a pedestal because you get a self-reinforcing movement when these when stocks start to break out and hit new highs. Uh and almost invariably, they overextend themselves. And then you end up with a lot of volatility. Examples of that can be Netflix or Amazon or Tesla, all of which have been tremendous stocks, but have had significant drawdowns in excess of 50% at some time within their the lives of their stock prices. All right. This conversation's been spot on. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you for spending your time listening to the Mental Models Podcast. Content matters because your brain does not exist in a job. Please subscribe and like Mental Models Podcast. The five-star book, Understanding Behavioral Bias, A Guide to Improving Financial Decision Making, is available through Amazon. This book will help you overcome the biases that are keeping you from investing success. The Mental Models Podcast can be found on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Please subscribe and thank you for listening.